Hi, it's Wes Johnson. And John St. John. And we're here for GGR Pirate Radio. Yeah, because they've got balls of steel. Yes, and we may take those from you when we're done. guys get to hear something you don't hear very often normally i never drink um and i had a, a, a beer that was the size of like i don't know like mount vesuvius um <laughs> it was like the biggest beer ever so i'm just a tiny bit tipsy but we're gonna be talking about the flash uh season five this evening on i, I mean it's ggr pirate radio because ggr pirate radio is everything that we do yep uh podcast wise on the great geek refuge um, but it's going to be a, I think we're just going to do a mic on the mic slash overflow. overflow. Yeah, overflow overflow mashup. See, now what I need to do is I need to get my mashup playlist and play nothing but mashups Ooh, tonight. Yeah. yeah, there we go. We're going to do that. Yeah. Um, the guy we had on, um, the guy who's the WWE expert, Land Pitts, um, he sent me a mashup playlist that, that I've been very much enjoying. Is on Spotify? Oh, no, wait. He gave me a cover. It was a cover mix. I need to find mashups. Crap. Uh, let's see if we can find if there's a good, a good mashup playlist. Mashup. Mashups. Hey, look at to, that. There is. So you might have to just pull that from YouTube. Let's see what we can find. I'm going to see if if I can find anything. I mean, there's there's a couple. Of, I just don't know if they're any good. I mean, I think we can just start with uh, everybody. Well, not everybody's favorite, but I know you and I will both enjoy it because we're both Lincoln Park fans. And that would be the Jay Z Lincoln Park mashup album that they did, Collision Course. Oh, of course, That's which was classic. Yeah, and we'll start with Numb slash Encore. It'd be pretty enjoyable. I was just I was actually just listening to that the other day. Yeah, because uh, which which one was it? Faint, and was it Faint Izzo? No, it's no, it's Faint and uh. Oh yeah, Jigga. That's right. Yeah, Jigga. What? Yeah, that's, that's such right. a good album. Yeah. So the other thing that, like, music-wise, um, so when we we're we're planning to go to Disney World in May, right? And we have a choice where it's like it's it's going to be Flower and Garden Festival, which is like it's exactly like it sounds. There's a bunch of flowers and shit everywhere. It's pretty cool. Um, but they also have a bunch of food booths, and we're trying to decide if we want to go to all the different food booths that they have. Or, if we go to a restaurant, we make a reservation, we can actually get to see Peebo Bryson in concert in Epcot. And I'm trying to determine whether or not I actually want to go see Peebo Bryson. I don't know if I actually want to see him or if I want to see him, like, you know, and just, like, have a stupid good time. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know if I, like, actually want to go see him. But, like, I feel like if you have the opportunity to see Peebo, you kind of need to, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, you can go to food stuff anytime, you know? Yeah, you can get food anytime, but Peebo Bryson is a once in a lifetime thing. Yeah, it's a good story. You can join the, the rare club of people still alive. You can say that they've seen him. Because <laughs> only old dead people have seen Peebo. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, don't even, I, I don't even know what era of music he's actually from. I, I, I just know I've heard his name for forever. I'm just kind of assuming he was around in like the 50s, um, for all I know. I'm think, I don't think he's that far back. I'm thinking like Peebo is probably like 70s and 80s. Let's, let's, uh, take, yeah. let's take a look at Peebo's uh, 
distinguished career here on Spotify, which you should sign up for Spotify or don't because it's free. Oh, free yeah. yeah. Wow, well, I was way off. He was born in 65. <laughs> yeah, he was in the 80s. In the 80s, yeah. He's saying, tonight I celebrate with my love with Roberta Flack. Um, let's see, what else did he do? I know he sang. the rain. Yeah. Um, I also know that he sang Beauty and the Beast and he sang the Aladdin theme song. So that's, that's why right. that's why that's Disney's right. got him, yeah. That's why Disney was like, hey, we need to lock this up, Peebo. Yeah. Well, I rescind my previous statement about old people. I mean, old people probably still like Peebo, though. I'm just saying. Old people and Disney people. So, oh, yeah. And I'm almost <laughs> one of both of those things, so. Uh, he is 67, so I'm not too far off. Yeah. Anyways, let's jump into our mashup episode of Mike on the Mic and the Overflow, where we're going to be talking about Season 5 of The Flash. And also, we'll talk about a little bit more of the uh, of the rest of the CW Arrowverse, because I just started watching uh, The Arrow, and I'm up to Season 3 of Arrow. And um, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that as well, and maybe talk oh, about yeah. some of the other things that we're watching on TV. But tonight, it is just myself, Mike Lunsford, and joining me for this mashup this evening is Mr. MC Brooks. Yo. Let's go ahead and kick this party off. Mike on the mic slash the overflow starts right now. You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. Listening to a mic on the mic overflow mashup on GGR Pirate Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, my name is Mike Lunsford, and this is Mike on the Mic. But whoa, 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 whoa! It's not just Mike on the Mic. It's a mashup because I'm also joined by Mr. MC Brooks, which he is the host of the Overflow. Yes, sir. So it's a mic on the mic overflow mashup. And that's why you can hear the Bee Gees and Pink Floyd in the background, um, which is uh, Staying Alive in the Wall is the name of the song, apparently. So <laughs> whatever works for me. Um, tonight, why are we playing mashups? Well, we're playing mashups for a reason, because we are mashing up our shows because the two of us uh, have been following season five of The Flash, and we decided that we want to talk about it on uh, the podcast um, but we might as well do it for both of our shows instead of just doing it for one of them. Um, it's it's been an interesting season so far. Like, I don't want to say that I'm disappointed with it because that's the wrong word. Um, but we'll get into that. We'll, we'll definitely get into that in a little bit uh, of detail here in just a few minutes here. But let me introduce uh, my mashup co-host tonight. Um, you can find his album because he is a very, very talented rapper. Uh, his album is called Dark Dawn. You can find it on Bandcamp. It's on Spotify. His music is all over the place. His name is MC Brooks. Yes, sir. Right here. <laughs> so let's jump right into this, man. Let's, let's start talking about The Flash because they're, they're on a hiatus right now. So if you haven't caught up to this point of the series, you can actually do it before they start up again, because I don't think they're starting up until the end of this month. Is that correct? Uh, no, there's about two weeks left. They come back on the 16th. Okay, so the middle of the month, we'll be coming back for more of, uh, of season five of The Flash. But the um, final, final five episodes. The final five, five episodes, episodes, yeah. Um, I think that 
and, and you're starting to see it with the Arrowverse too, because there's been some news that like um, Felicity, um, and I can't not remember the actress's name right now. Um, uh, Emily Bat Ricards. Yeah, she's not going to be coming back for next season of the, of the Arrow, and I feel like maybe we're starting to see the end of this awesome run that they've had where we're, I mean, I don't think it's going to be the end. Cause I think that like, you're going to see black lightning kind of pick it up and you'll probably see some other things change, but like the yeah. arrow is, is pretty much done. I mean, they, they're going to do yeah. one more season. It seems like, and that's it. Yeah. Um, and, and, and it, that part is interesting too, because it, it, you know, Felicity has been a part of that show since the beginning. And so it's, it's going to be, be because of the role that she's now taken up with, within that show, it's going to be kind of hard to, see next season and how she's not part of well not part of the show anymore because we we kind of really haven't aside from episodes where, where she's been like kidnapped or just not there you don't really get to see you know the entire cast without her so it's going to be really interesting to see what exactly they do and honestly i'd be really surprised if she is not there for at least the finale yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I got a feeling that she'll come back, like, for that at least, at a bare minimum. Because it doesn't seem like it was, I mean, I, I don't know any of the details behind it, but it didn't seem like it was malicious, you know? It didn't seem like it was like, oh, fuck these guys, I'm done with this shit. Like, you know, it was like, I'm just moving on, you know, yada, yada, yada. Or when the way they wrote it, it's written so that she's not a part of it, but that's for a reason. I, I'm sure yeah. that that's what it is. Yeah, and and I, I won't spoil it because I know you're you're not watching, you're not up to the current season, but there's something that uh, they started doing these kind of these flash forwards to Star City 2040, and in in one of the recent episodes, the, it actually begins at a certain point where they're where Felicity is not in Star City, and so I kind of because because it's there, I kind of feel like how this season will end will 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 be like a perfect tie into that because we know where she eventually ends up and so the end of this season could potentially you know just be that i gotcha yeah um and how that ties in with um the flash so because that's our main topic for for this evening but they're all interconnected because they have these crossover episodes and things like that and it's all one big universe but we've already heard announcements that we're not going to be getting some of the characters that have been mainstays for the Flash in the next season, in season six. Like, if I remember correctly, didn't they just announce that um, that Cisco is not going to be returning for the next season? Oh, if, if it's official, then I I've missed that news. And it's been rumored for a while. Like, they, 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 it's been it, the rumors have been around since about mid January. Yeah. Or so. I'm reading it and right they kinda, now, yeah. Yeah, they kinda ramped up uh in February at some point, uh saying that that he was leaving. And then you and, and it like the CW's response to the rumors is is why people are taking it a bit more seriously. Because I mean this isn't the first time that they've uh there have been rumors about a certain about characters leaving a show. But usually if it's like if it's false or like not happening you know the CW as well as the actor or the act- agent will immediately come out and say, "Hey, no, 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 they're you know they're not going anywhere, they're not leaving." You know, it, it's nothing like that. And everything uh, you know surrounding this rumor with Cisco has has been kind of ambiguous. Like you you kind of don't really know. 
And even uh, there was a Comic-Con that uh, Cisco, um, Harrison Wells, and um, uh, Caitlin uh, and, and a, a couple Flash characters were at. And they did a panel. And one of the questions, obviously, people were asking, like, hey, like, are you leaving the show? And he kind of like he just kind of gave a joking answer that also didn't really answer the question. So a lot of speculation. And with with the way that they're writing Cisco's character arc for this season, it kind of looks like that that's the direction they're going. And also like, hey, you know, we're like they're preparing you for life without Cisco by, oh, he's not in this episode because he's elsewhere working on the cure or yeah, uh, he's not he's not in Star Labs because he's out on the out on the date with uh, the, the girlfriend he has this season or whatever the case may be. So. Yeah, I guess the whole concept of trying to ship him and Caitlyn is just not going to happen. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just thought they should have been together because they seemed right for each other. But whatever. What do I know? You know, I'm just a fan. <laughs> um, but other than that, like it, it, this season has been, I don't, I don't want to say uneven, but it's I'm running into the same problem that I have with most other regular over-the-air broadcast TV shows is there are too many friggin' episodes because there are episodes that are just complete wastes and it's like you're just I'm, I'm waiting for them to get to the point you know it's like can we just yeah. get to the, the the finale already can we can we figure out how he's gonna stop Cicada and now new Cicada and like there's there's just so much stuff and it's just like would you just get to the point already and I honestly I've liked this season so far I, I like uh, XS, I like his daughter Nora. Um, I like what they're doing with um, the Reverse Flash. Um, the Cicada thing has gotten a little old, but overall, I've, I've kind of enjoyed this one. This one hasn't been bad. It's uh, it's been very up and down for me. Um, most, I mean, I, I do enjoy Nora. I've, I've enjoyed her being part of the show, but I think for me. There's been a bit too much emphasis on Nora to to a point where it doesn't see where it seems like Barry Allen is guest starring on his own show, and like I, I like the show. I just feel like the show does need it needs a bit more him for it to be his show. But then with I, I agree with you on the on the cicada the cicada stuff because he's never cicada has never felt like the big bad, you know, like yeah. It's the it's the it's the you know the the person that they for some reason can't seem to catch and that's and that, that's honestly an issue that I've kind of had to which is there like I can't think of any other season where the 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 big bad person they're chasing just seems to just magically get away you know when 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 stuff goes wrong you know every single time where it seems like oh well here's the point here's you know you like like I've been I've been waiting for Barry to you know, throw a lightning bolt at him when once his dagger's not once the dagger's not working, or someone to do something to have knocked him out, and then boom, okay, we've got we're, you know we're done with Cicada, but somehow that just doesn't really happen. You know, um, the Cicada stuff is old. Um, it just seems like we should have gotten to the big bad already, and perhaps new Cicada, who you know happens to be. Um, uh, yeah, uh, I forget her name. Uh, yeah, Grace, uh, Grace from the Grace from the Future. Um, 
I mean, okay. So, <laughs> yeah. that, like, it still doesn't feel like like I, I like how they wrapped. I like the, how they wrapped up Orlin's uh, version of Cicada, like his arc. Like, just you just kind of dealt with that in an episode, and you 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 got rid of him, which I'm totally okay with. And then you introduce Grace, but then. Like we still have we still have the issue of the reverse flash and what role he plays into it. Cicada still doesn't feel like a big bad, just because just because like it just it just doesn't give you like you feel like like Cicada is 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 almost someone they should have just dealt with for like a couple episodes and then been done with. So you're like you're waiting to see what the what the big payoff for this season is and. It's just, it's just, it's just weird, you know. Yeah, it's. It was a cool concept, but like, also, I mean, if to take it back even a, a season before, I wasn't really all that impressed with the last season either. Like, the thinker was cool at various points, and it was an interesting concept, but I got really, really tired of it at the end because it was like. It's like, oh, well, we've got this other meta. Oh, well, he's just going to drain their powers. Okay, now Barry, it's even worse. And there's this other meta, and he's going to drain their powers. And it just, it, it was too much. And it, like, the, the ending did not feel genuine. It felt very forced, like they were, like, running out of time, and they had to come up with something. Now, ultimately, for, like, his wife to essentially, like, be like, no, this is wrong, that was kind of a cool twist. But at the same time, like, it was, it was just too much because Barry didn't end up defeating him. And like yeah. that, that kind of cheapened it for me because like, in, I understand that like that's part of you know the whole team flash mantra is like it's you know it's teamwork, but like there was just something missing with that last season and like for the most part ever since the Savitar season it has gone downhill in quality because yep. the best seasons in my opinion were season one and season two like those were just dynamite like Agreed. you cannot top those. And then season three got like way too clever, and it was like, "What if it's Barry, but it's from the future?" And it's just like, "Fuck, are you serious?" Like, and then they tried to correct it, and then they—it just—it's, I don't know, man. Like, I, the thing with season three, though, at least for me, is I don't even think season three was bad until you got the reveal that it oh, was actually totally, yeah, yeah, like, like, like that's for for me, like I, like I don't hate season three as much because. I, I I I enjoyed it just kind of until we got to that twist, and I don't I don't hate the twist as much as as, as others yeah as others have, but I, I still found it compelling at least until we got to that point. I, I feel like this this season in particular is it's is really all over the place. Yeah. I mean, if we I mean Cicada's dagger for for instance. We like it, it seems to just conveniently affect and not affect different people at different times whenever the writers just decide it can do something or can't do something, you know? Like w- the instant it's somewhere, it you know, you would think it just dampens powers, but then we've also seen hey, Nora magically is still able to have her speed and outrun it, even though it's in the area or in, in the vicinity of her now and it's not dampening. Or doing what it's supposed to do, you know. Like it's it's it, it just seems very it, like it just seems like a, they're using the dagger as a convenient plot device, and they haven't exactly explained, you know, how how, how does it work sometimes, but not all the time. Why does it only work on some people sometimes versus these people all the time? Like it just it seems convenient and it's kind of 
really inconsistent writing just as far as the dagger is concerned. Yeah. And that, and that kind of ruins the this it kind of ruins the character as a villain for me cuz it, it it I mean, I agree with you on the too many episodes because they should have got like they, they should have dealt with this in in a much shorter time span, but then it just seems like with with the dagger being able to kind of do whatever they needed to do on an episode by episode basis with no real explanation, they can stretch stuff out as long as they need to stretch it. Yeah. What's what's incredibly frustrating for me too is like they're they're, they're slaves to their own formula. Like they have to have both big bads go the entire season, right? And it's like, okay, what was the biggest problem with the Tim Burton Batmans and then going into the Joel Schumacher Batman movies? Is they they up the ante with the bad guys. So like the first one was just the Joker. Second one was the Penguin and Catwoman. And then the next one was Two Face, and it was the Riddler. And like they the the next one after that it was um, Poison Ivy, and it was Mister Freeze, and they had Bane show up for a second. So it was like they keep having to up the ante because they feel like that somehow builds drama, and it doesn't. And they're missing that. And like you literally could have split this season in half and had him finish all of the stuff with Cicada. And then you do the back half of it with the reverse flash because you can have them inter- intertwine each other, but they wrap part of it up to go into the next one. And it's like, yes. like change up your storytelling scenario. You know, change like if you're going to do 23 episodes, give us something that we want to watch. Make it yes. like make it really interesting where it's like, okay, the big bad for this season is Cicada, and then 10 episodes in, he defeats Cicada, and you're just like, oh snap, I wasn't seeing this happening because then another villain shows up. That, yes. that would be interesting. Like it's so, it, yeah. so, so, I mean, you've seen me post this on Facebook uh, a, a handful of times, but the big it, it's the biggest reason that I've said Supergirls having the best season of any of the Arrowverse shows is because that's what they that's what they did this season is they decided to break away from the normal format of 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 what all these shows seem to follow. And they did exact. They did exactly that. The introduction, the introduction of Lex Luthor, a couple episodes back, and then ultimately tying him up with something that they teased really early. So now we're we're just now getting to the big, the, like, who is the actual big bad of this season, and and we've we've tied them with Lex, but they they essentially did that because early on you were dealing with stuff with uh, Manchester Black and the elites. And then you also had an Agent Liberty storyline, and you're still you're, and you're still doing those, but now the focus has kind of shifted, and they're tying all of these different storylines with all of these different characters together, to where now even though Agent Liberty is still a thing at this point, he's like it, he's he's essentially been neutered, and now all the emphasis and focus is on Lex Luthor and uh, the Red Daughter, who's now been who's now uh, come in and. Because they, and not only that, but they changed. They, they, um, they did something that I would honestly, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate if the Flash did this, which was uh, how, how they have Team Flash on, um, on the Flash and Supergirl. They broke her away from the DEO, the, the 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 people she's been working with since season one, and now she's kind of been on her own and had to figure things out for herself. Something you've never had to see her do because she's she's always had the the crutch of the DEO to fall back on. 
and it's made this season really interesting and really good because now now you're seeing them have to go against the grain and overcome things and do it from a, from a perspective that they've never had to really do before and it's made it interesting and and so with the flash uh, like you said they're they're victims of their own formula because it's like they're trying these new they're trying to do the same, they're trying to do the same thing and building with a new villain who's supposed to be bigger and badder than the last person. And it's like they're tripping over themselves trying to make it more interesting while not really changing enough to make it more interesting. Well, yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm with you totally. I feel like it, it all started with Arrow because Arrow was like, oh, we have Team Arrow. And then The Flash was like, well, let's just do the same thing, but with The Flash, but instead of it making it about like this darkness and atoning for your sins let's make it about hope okay cool but they still have the same basic template it's like playing it's like playing a video game but using a different skin for your character it's the same game it's the same thing it's just it looks a little bit different and that's not that's not good enough for me and like that's the worst part about it is i still love the flash i will watch it until that damn series ends because i fell in love with the characters i love the flash I, i love grant gustin as the flash um Harrison Wells, every time he shows up, like, um, Tom Cavanaugh just like is, he manages to be a different character in every single season. It's awesome. And like, I really enjoy seeing him flex his chops, but then also too, same thing. Like I love, um, Danielle Panabaker, um, as uh, Caitlin Snow. I, I, she's great. Like Iris, I'm lukewarm to for the most part. Like she's there. I don't want to say I think, that. I, I think, I think, I think a little bit of that is on the writers. Yeah. Because I, I really feel like they just, they kind of don't really know what to do with Iris and they're yeah. just kind of making stuff up. And like, and it, like, like if we look at her story for this season, we know that in the future, she has her own newspaper that she, she, she kind of dives deep into this journalism thing. And this season, they just they didn't do it for a while, and then in like an episode and a half, they just kind of cr- just crammed it in, like, oh yeah, it's started a newspaper now, and it's like, you, this is something they could have been doing. I feel like they could have been building up over the course of the season. Iris trying to do her journalism work, uh, you know, still doing her blogging, trying like they could have built a story a story arc for her that would have made her interesting, so that when she eventually does do. Um, the central city citizen or i think that's what it's called right or something yeah the the bulletin i think or like yeah 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 whatever it's called like they could have built up towards it instead of just kind of having her there you know and crying i mean like the, the stuff with with her between her and nora was cool like but once they were they resolved that by like episode seven and then iris has just kind of been there the central ever city since. citizen is what it's called okay yeah yeah, ever since you know they wrapped up the stuff with with Nora and uh, and Iris, like Iris is just she's been there, and they could I feel like they they could have they they could do much more with her than what they are doing. So like I agree with you, I'm kind of lukewarm on her also, but I think it's largely because of how they write her. Like they're not trying to do anything with her character other than just kind of have her there for the most part. Yeah, I hear you, and it's. I just, I can't, even though I'm ripping on the Flash, I still love the Flash. <laughs> you know, like, that's that's the funny thing about this. And, like, I, I'm really interested to see, they've, they've done a really good job at concealing what the reverse Flash is doing. Yeah. Up until this point. And, like, that reveal that they gave us at the end where you find out that, um, 
you find out that Nora's been working with the reverse Flash the entire time, and mm-hmm. Barry is just like, what the F? And then throws her in the, uh, <laughs> like, throws her in the jail. Like, I can't even remember the name of the thing right now. The pipeline. Oh, yeah, yep. Like, dude, what the hell? <laughs> like, that is going to be pretty intense. Like, and, and I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing the end of this. Like, even if the season is dragged at various points, I'm still super interested in, in seeing how this plays out. Absolutely. And I mean, I mean, for me, reverse uh, of all the, of of all the shows, reverse flash for me has still been the best villain that we've seen of all the different shows. And he's still he's, he's the best villain of all of all the seasons of flash for for damn sure. Uh I did enjoy Zoom, but I, I think I think I think Eobard's. Uh, I, I mean, season one was 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 absolutely phenomenal, oh, and so yeah. it, it makes it makes sense to bring to bring him back, especially if you know that he is, you know, he's the greatest enemy that the Flash has. It, it makes sense to to bring him back, and it and it makes sense for for him to be involved on, in whatever this this giant twist uh, that's going to be like, you know, because I mean. We have this. We have a countdown, uh, countdown uh, clock that's been going on in the cell, and we don't really know like the story behind that. Like they're making it seem like it may be like he may be going towards like an execution or something like that. It's like some, he like he's fearful of what's going to happen when it when it hits zero, but we don't really know. But we do know that whatever whatever it is, whatever it is, is not what Nora thinks it is because. It's not in Eobard's nature to be to do good or do things that are of anyone else's interest but his own. Yeah, I, it's like I said, I can't I can't wait to see how this plays out. Like I think it's going to be incredible. Um, yeah, and, and I mean, we we know what the next episode is too, just because of the title, and and we we also know that uh, actually uh, Danielle Panabaker actually directed this next episode that's going to be coming out. Oh, is the Featuring... next one uh, Godspeed? Yes. Nice. See, but that's and... the other thing, is you're going to introduce another player into this? Yeah. This late in the season? The thing, the thing, see, I have a theory behind what exactly, I, I have a theory behind what they're going to do with the character, because I, I, I think Godspeed is going to be teased here, but I think Godspeed is going to be is going to have a bigger impact next season. I think that's I so my, my theory my theory is they're going to introduce Godspeed here because they, uh, I feel like uh, Barry and Nora are going to go into the future um, and there's going to be a whole there's going to be you know we're going to get introduced to Godspeed that way and I think next like Godspeed will be kind of an anti-hero for next season so kind of the thing we've talked about them doing with uh that they should have done with cicada where like cicada is just kind of like the, the 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 bad guy for only like the first 10 episodes i think they're going to do something with godspeed like that next season where it's going to it's going to seem like godspeed is is the villain or the bad the big bad and and the person you need to worry about but then ultimately you're going to have ultimately something's going to happen that's going to uh, turn Godspeed into kind of more of a, an anti-hero or kind of like a neutral-ish character because we do know they're also going to be dealing with the Red Death because they teased it. So we know the Red Death is also going to factor into next season most likely and that probably is going to ultimately be 
the big bad. I'm just curious to see how exactly they're going to do the Red Death because they can't do it the, the way that it was done in the comics. So obviously they're going to have to make some changes to kind of, you know, see how they do that. But that's kind of my that's kind of my idea. Like, I, I don't think Godspeed is going to be a one episode character. I think it's going to be someone that um, is going to be someone that's going to be reoccurring. And actually, I think they've cast uh, I think they've cast for the character, too. But they haven't made any, any like official announcements because I think the only time we see Godspeed in this next episode, he's just going to have the suit on. Okay. Not going ha- to be unmasked or anything like that. Maybe we'll like get a that. reveal of who he actually is kind of thing. So, Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I just, I, I'm excited. I think it'll be it'll be super interesting. Um, what, just, what would you actually like to see happen? Like, what, as far as, you know, given what we know up until this point, like, with with these final five episodes, what would what would redeem the season or or really put the season over the top? Wow, that's a really good question. Um, it, it's it's gotta be. I think at this point in this, it, it we can't have a happy ending for the season, and 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 here's why. Because they've done it every other season, everything has ended. In a nice, tidy little bow, you know? And like, oh, we beat the bad guy, and this is this, and this is that, and everything's back to normal. Like, with the exception of, um, was it last season? Yeah, it was before, um, it was before The Thinker, when he was stuck in the Speed Force. So that was oh, kind yeah. of like a... But see, that was... The problem with that one is, is we all knew what was going to happen. There's no way they're going to keep the main character in the goddamn Speed Force. Like, <laughs> right. how are you going to have a show called The Flash and not have The Flash in it? You know? They did like, it this season. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, you, you know what I'm saying. So, like, yeah, I, I think, like, something where, yeah, they defeat, they end up defeating um, the new uh, Cicada, the female Cicada. But then we end up seeing... Um, the reverse flash somehow execute his plan and he wins. Like, I think going into the next season with them already knowing, like we lost kind of like event, like infinity war, you know? Yep. That yep. kind of I, thing. I, I, I think that actually, I really like that idea and it makes a ton of sense given that we, we, you know, things we do know about next season, like they're doing the crisis, um, crisis on infinite earths as the, the big crossover. And we know that in that newspaper about Flash going missing, when they actually talk about uh, Crisis, there's a you know there are lines in there saying that Reverse Flash was marching with an with an army of shadow demons. So obviously, he's going to have to turn at some point anyway. You know, even even he's going to have to ultimately reveal himself as you know being ultimately. Uh, evil altogether honestly i think if anyone dies i i think it might be nora i think she sacrifices herself i feel i I feel i mean it would make the most sense given how much how much energy they poured into putting her on screen this year you know we we've seen her develop a lot as a speedster and and overall just as a person and I, I don't. I don't think Cisco was gonna die. Even if, even if Carlos leaves the show, 
I think it'll probably just be a thing where he leaves the show, but then, you know, he may ultimately come back for, you know, an episode here or there, kind of like um, uh, with the actor who plays Wally. Like, he, he's, you know, he ultimately can come back whenever he wants, you know, whenever they need him to show up. So I feel like they'll do that. So it, I don't think Cisco is going to die. Um, Daniel Panabaker is directing for the show now. I doubt they were, they're going to kill her character off now that, you know, she is doing a lot of behind the scenes stuff with them too. Um, I mean, I guess, I guess they could, they could kill Sherlock, but I mean, I feel like they've done that with, you know, Wells, a Wells sacrificing they themselves. They literally I, did that last season. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like. yeah. So I just, I don't, I don't see that. Oh, they did it two seasons ago also. Right. He ultimately um, for for Iris this Avatar season. Wait, no, he didn't do it last year. That's right, he did it two years ago for. for okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he didn't sacrifice himself uh, in uh, in the uh, thinker season. Yeah, yeah. So, I, so I, I, it it wouldn't make sense. It wouldn't make sense there. I, it won't be Iris. Um, it won't be Joe. It won't be Cecile. Like I, I. And while he hasn't been here, so it wouldn't make sense for to bring him back to kill him in the finale. So the only and it will, obviously won't be Barry. So for me, I feel like that Nora would make the most sense as kind of like a, a sacrifice, um, in, in in some form or fashion. And I mean, they kind of low key. If you think about the the episode where they went back to get all the stuff, um, and they revisited like Savitar and. Uh, Eobard from season one. If you remember, Eobard, uh, when when um, well that when Eobard Wells was called was ra- rattling off names, he he kind of locally implied that Nora may not be the only one. So I feel like Nora may die, but then we may get an introduction to maybe a Bart Allen who can join in for next season or or. Um, maybe we'll meet them at the end of this season or, you know, they'll allude to his existence or something. But uh, for me, Norm would make the most sense if we have to have anybody die and kind of not end on a good note this year. Yeah. Um, quick side note. The playlist that I have going right now is yep. bananas because <laughs> I just played an 80s remix version of Linkin Park's Numb where they've got like synthesizers in the background and it's just, uh, you, you got to check it out. It's on YouTube. Oh, uh, um, that's awesome. It's incredible. Please send that to me. <laughs> yeah, we've had some some really, really good ones here. Um, I just did a Ed Sheeran and the Police and Toto mashup of every, and it's called Every Perfect Breath You Take uh, Down in Africa. Like it's, I it's think just, I've heard that. <laughs> it's just, it, it is the... the the, the people who come up with this, like, I got to give them some serious credit. But, like, also, the next one we're playing right now is Nirvana versus Rick Astley, never going to give you teen spirit up. So <laughs> we're going to listen to this one now and see how this turns out. But, like, this has just been fun. Like, I'm just going down a rabbit hole and finding some really, really interesting mashups here. Um, it's been, yeah, there have been some really, really good ones. There was a really, really good one where they took the Stranger Things theme song and they mashed it up with Starboy by uh, the weekend and that was that was pretty good that's that's gonna be interesting yeah i, I gotta hear that yeah yeah it, it's actually fun it, oddly enough there was another there's a mashup they actually came out today it's not even really a mashup it's just a, a remix i guess if you will yeah and it is uh the migos and the game of thrones theme song what <laughs> I, I i haven't heard it but apparently it's a thing and it just it just came out today 
in, in promotion of the new season of Game of Thrones. So I'm really curious. <laughs> I'm really curious to, to check this out after we get out, get off of here. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, I, I think that the the Flash could surprise us. I don't think it's gonna because that's the one thing that I've seen with all these seasons is it's pretty predictable for the most part. And yeah. That's not always a bad thing. That's one of the things that I like about the show is you know what you're going to get. Like, that's kind of cool because you're like, I know that the good guy's going to win in the end. And it's not like all the stuff on Netflix or on Hulu right now where it's like we got to do these shocking reveals and endings and cliffhangers. It's like, eh, we're just going to give you some regular old TV. So the things that I knock them for are also the things that I think are their strengths. So, Yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree. I mean, it's totally okay. It's totally okay to play it safe. And the thing is, the Flash is immensely popular. It, it is the number one show on the CW. Yeah. Even even if you think it's a, it's a lack it's a lackluster season, it's still doing better than every other show by a good margin. My yeah. dad, it's, yeah. it's doing much better than any other show at the CW. So it's not. I mean, it they, they they can they can afford to play it safe because they're in no danger of cancellation and no danger of of anything bad happening. Um, just as far as far as they're concerned. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, let's let's talk a little bit about the Arrow, and then we'll we'll we'll, sure. we'll keep this brief because we also got another episode tomorrow. We got an episode of uh, yeah of great uh, of GGR Pirate Radio where we're going to be talking about our March superhero mashup. So definitely check that out. Uh, actually, you can go to greatgeekrefuge.com. Right at the top of the page uh, is our brackets that we got going on right now because it is. Uh, March Madness, but that's apparently copyrighted. So March Superhero Madness, jerks! Like, like, <laughs> like the NCAA, like the NCAA doesn't have enough money already that they're stealing from college kids. You know, like right? <laughs> like we're really hurting them by by doing this. Bunch of douchebags. Um, at any rate, we'll be talking about that tomorrow. But I wanted to talk a little bit about, um, and we'll talk about the mashups here in just a second. And we'll. Um, I think we'll end the the show on that. We'll each give like our best mashups because we used to do that back when we worked for that other studio. But fuck those guys. Um, so <laughs> the Arrow. Um, I I see I see why that started the CW Arrowverse. I see why all of the other superhero shows got started because of that one. Um, it's not great. The first season was pretty good, but I could see when there was no other superhero shows on why that was that was just the jam, you know? Yep. Um, I, I really have gotten into it. I did not enjoy it at first. I was just getting through it just to get through it. But as the season progressed, I enjoyed it a little bit more and a little bit more. Um, season two was bananas with, with Deathstroke. Like, I knew that was coming because yep. I knew who Slade Wilson was. But like how it happened and like how it all played out, like that was that was pretty badass. Absolutely. Um, season three so far has been pretty good, especially with like the shocking reveal of Sarah Lance getting arrowed in the stomach, like right at the beginning of the season. I was like, damn, this is this is some shit. Like I've I've really yeah. enjoyed it so far. <laughs> my my biggest gripe on it so far is that we're not getting enough John Diggle. Like, I feel like it's always like, Oliver, let me back you up. And he's like, I got this. You stay here. And it's like, fuck <laughs> off, Oliver. Let him come help you. Like, Oh, yeah. It, get, it gets much better once Diggle is, like, much more than just the backup. He, he, 
I don't remember. I don't remember if it's this season or next season. But he, he you start to get a bit more Diggle. You kind of dive a bit more into his military past, and he actually starts like there. I I don't know. I don't remember if it's season three because I I don't want to mash my episodes together. But uh, either season three or season four, you get more Diggle backstory, and then he he actually gets his own like uh, his own character, his own story. Um, uh, throughout the season that also you know aligns with you know the main stuff going on also yeah i gotta say too like i, I knew who lila was just because i had seen her in various crossovers and stuff like that but like that one episode when he shows up at the hotel room and she's in the lingerie i was like damn lila where'd that come from <laughs> like, i was like good for you john diggle all right <laughs> But yeah, oh, like yeah. I've that's the other thing too that I've, I've noticed about this is like slowly but surely I have become a fan of this series as well. Like at first it wasn't like a um I was like this isn't the Flash. I'm not enjoying this as much. They're not as cool as, as Cisco and and um Caitlin and Dr. Wells and the, and Barry. I miss Barry. And then like I got to a <laughs> point where I'm like, "No, you know what? This is I'm enjoying this. This is different, but I I dig it. This is good stuff, man. And I also just had the episode when he did the boxing glove uh, arrow. And Uh. (laughs) Steve was like, Steve was telling me, he's like, I can't wait till you get to see that. And I was like, really? You're that excited about that? He's like, no, it's just like, you know, anybody who knows anything about the green arrow knows about the boxing glove arrow and how stupid it is. And then it actually happens in the series. And you're just like, oh, shit, there it is. And like, as soon as it happened, (laughs) I texted him and I was like, Steve, the the boxing glove episode. And he was like, oh, my God. Right. Like it was it was just kind of a cool little moment there. But like it's yeah, I'm 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 digging it, man. Like, I think after I'm caught up with the arrow, I'm going to go back and watch the first season and then also the second season, because by the time I'm done with this one, season two of uh, Black Lightning will be done, and I'll go back and catch up on that. So, oh yeah, yeah, that, that actually, yeah, because they just they just had their finale, so they're, yeah, I'd say given their finale, they're, uh, yeah, they that should hit Netflix in about two weeks, two three weeks or so. Well, yeah, so I'll binge that during you know like the the early summer or so. And that uh, that show needs a new showrunner. <laughs> oh, does it really? It it it. Uh, this season two wasn't bad. It just it, it's it's one of those seasons where like it just doesn't grab you, but you're still watching because you're like, all right, so what are they going to do? Like so, like when are they going to do the thing that's going to make me go, oh shit, the season's awesome? And you're like you're progressively waiting and just you just kind of never never get to that point. Like they're doing a lot of Easter egg stuff, but. They they're not you know like they just don't have that thing. It almost seems like an in between kind of season. I gotcha. Yeah. Um, I have a theory. I have a theory with them too because I, I really I think I, I really do think when they do the I, I think they're going to try to bring Black Lightning over when they do the Crisis crossover. Not not necessarily for the crossover itself, but making it so Freeland is officially part of the Arrowverse at that point because. This I, I don't want them to get canceled, so I, I feel like it would just it makes a lot of sense. Even if logistically you can't really make Black Lightning cross over with the other shows because they are literally in different countries, uh, it, it, it would still be cool. Yeah, because Black Lightning shoots in Atlanta, and you know they the the rest of the Arrowverse oh. shows all shoot in Vancouver. In Vancouver, I, I thought you meant like the way that the storylines were set up, like that they were in fictional different countries. Oh, okay. oh, oh, no, 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 no. Okay, okay. 
Well, yeah, I mean, that makes sense, too. Like, it, it, Georgia is a really, really good um, filming location, and then Vancouver, yeah, so, I mean, that would be kind of hard to have them cross over, but, like, it's not like Barry can't run super fast to go all the way from from Central City to Atlanta in, like, 20 seconds. Like, yeah. and, come on, it's not that big a deal. Yeah, and, for, and for crying out loud, yeah, he, he goes into <laughs> Supergirl's universe all yeah, the time. I was going to say, that, that, yeah, if he does that in the first, the first season of Supergirl before Supergirl was even officially part of the Arrowverse. Yeah. Flash cross, flash crossover. Yeah, I'm hoping that like with the with the crisis on infinite earths, they just bring her into that same earth. That it's all streamlined so that they don't have to cross over. I, I think I think they will. I, I I think they will. I feel like it, it makes it would make a lot of sense to do so, um, especially because with where they are in Supergirl now, with her not again not having the crutch of the DEO and kind of. She's kind of formed her own kind of squad with her and um, Martian Manhunter and Brainy and Dreamer. Like, I mean, it, it would be really badass to just see them be able to cross over. I'm happy that they're um, one of the story arcs they're doing this year, this season. Excuse me, is Martian Manhunter is actually kind of getting back to being the badass that we know his character can be. And so I feel like he's been underutilized in Supergirl, but it'd be really it'll be really awesome to see him and obviously Superman also now interact with all of these other heroes from the other shows also, like The Flash. Yeah. I think that's I mean, we I think we that's all, all we want. You know, we all just want to see that is yeah. them all mixing with each other. Um yeah. I stopped our playlist for a second because mm-hmm. we have to go back to one of the songs that I just played. Sure. And I want you to look this up so that you can enjoy it while I'm enjoying it too because it was so goddamn good I stopped it and I'm going to play it again and it's <laughs> it's sad but superstitious Stevie Wonder and Metallica mashup by Wax Audio is the name who did it wait, and it's wait 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 what <laughs> yeah Stevie Wonder's superstitious and Metallica's sad but true and it really friggin works well and it's it's really really good I really enjoyed the shit out of it oh uh, yeah yeah I got to look this up so I'm going to go ahead and play this again for all you folks at home, enjoy a second helping of sad but superstitious. It came right on paper. He must be popular. I, I, I put sad and I, I put sad button. It was the first thing that popped up. What does that tell you? It's a it's a jam, is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> And like you got that funk bass line from Stevie Wonder, and it works with the guitars and just the heavy Metallica. Like it, it really works well. And then when the trumpets come in, man, like I'm telling you, like it's. Yeah, I'm. I this is well put together. Like. Oh, this works, doesn't it? Oh, this works. Yeah. I just I would love to see them play live together. Like do just mash up on stage, right. right? I'm sure Stevie would be down with that, right? Metallica's up for it, I'm sure. Absolutely. It's uh like the people who do these have such a great ear to be able to hear two things that are probably really drastically different and then go, you know what would sound good together? These. Yeah. Like exactly. I can't ima- I can't imagine what kind of zone you have to be in to be like, hmm, I should put Stevie Wonder over some Metallica. <laughs> I feel like I feel like that I feel like that will work. Yeah. 
I'm trying to look for some of the other ones that like may not work but would work. Um, Adele. Oh, yeah, these these horns are perfect. Oh, there was a really good one that I had played earlier too. Um, let me see if I can find it. It was it was Adele and Lincoln Park. Oh, is it the is it the one I sent you the um, in the end and um, was it set fire set fire yeah. to the rain? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that one was that one was was spot on, man. Like, let me see if I can find these anybody horn, else. These horns are perfect. Yeah, right. Like, the the yeah the the this is this is perfect. This is yeah. This is the shit. I love this one. Um, all right, so I'm gonna pick one more here. Let's try Rage Against the Machine and Credence Clearwater Revival and see what that's like. <laughs> um, Killing in a Bad Moon. This seems like this is gonna be good. <laughs> uh, yeah, this, this could go a number of ways. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you wanna if you wanna cue one up and let me know what your next one is, um, we'll play that and we'll we'll do a couple mashups back and forth here and then we'll we'll go ahead and wrap up tonight. See, yeah, let's see what I can find. What I have in the queue. What I can find. Right now, it's all been Rage Against the Machine. I'm just waiting for it to see what they're going to do with Credence. Oh, here we go. It's it's working. All right. Yeah. All right, this works. <laughs> think anything can top that Stevie Wonder Metallica mashup though that was that was goddamn beautiful like (laughs) (laughs) right you got one for us man uh I'm still browsing I I I found something that I thought might have sounded interesting but it's it's not good it's not not good (laughs) we're not gonna do this one yeah it's not it's not good at all all right let's see what other ones that I got here I'm curious about this one. This is a Daft Punk and Red Hot Chili Peppers. It's called Lose Yourself to Californication. Sounds promising. Yeah. Essentially. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, Lose Yourself to Love off of uh, Daft Punk's, uh, what album was this? It's the one with Get Lucky on it. I can't remember the name of the album, though. It's the one like Pharrell's on like five of the songs, so <laughs> right now it's all just in- instrumental. I'm just waiting for it to really get to the hook here. We were just talking about Californication on the last episode of uh, GGR Pirate Radio too. 
Come on, Daft Punk, get to the hook. Oh, I forgot about this song. All right, got something coming over to you. There it is. Alright, that's not bad, but let's go to yours. <laughs> Alright, so yours is Rather It Be, Clean Bandit versus Earth Wind and Fire. Oh, this should be interesting. Let's see what we got here. I forget how much I enjoy how much I enjoyed this the first time I ever heard this. Oh yeah. It surprisingly works. <laughs> we just got into the Earth Wind and Fire vocals, that's nice. <laughs> Okay, so I got one that is either going to blow us both away, or it's going to be horrible. But I, I'm going to need you to look this one up, too. I'm going to send you the link here real quick. All right. And I want you to pull this up so that we can both play this simultaneously, so we're, we both are getting reaction at the same time. Alright, let's go ahead and go oh to this boy. one. Oh boy. Yeah, okay. like, right? Like, it could be great or it could be shitty. So, let's give it a shot and see how this works out. So, let's click on this one. This one is System of a Down Toxicity, toxicity versus Coldplay Fix You. <laughs> Alright, three, two, one, go. Alright, let's see how they're, how they're going to play this out. Right now it's all cold play. <laughs> it's a very long intro. Oh, there it goes. What? This works. How does this work? This is crazy. How does this work? <laughs> this is this is really crazy. It works, right? Like it. It's like kind of moving now. Toxicity from just toxicity is kind of a moving ballad all of a sudden. Right? <laughs> this does this is, not make any sense at all. <laughs> this should not work. And yet it does. Oh my god, this is this is ridiculous. This is <laughs> Oh my god. I think this is the perfect song to kind of close close up shop here. 
Sometimes you don't think when you mix two things together it's gonna work, you know? When you mix Mike and Steve and MC Brooks, you throw in a little James Rambo, a little Ulysses Campbell, our new broadcasters, Janelle Hart, the mouth of the South, <laughs> TK, got her involved as well. Oh, she got a nickname now, that's, TK? That's what, she, that's what she wanted to go by, is TK, yeah. Sweet. So we're going to go with that. Um, it works. We have fun. It's enjoyable. You're listening to Toxicity and Cold Plays Fix You, and somehow this works together. I don't know this how. Is a, it's a very, like, you don't imagine this working as a ballad, but it really works. Yeah. the big finale right here right <laughs> coming to a stadium near you system of a down and cold play playing back to back wow this works really really well like <laughs> I'm going to let it, let it play us out. <clears throat> Guys, the website's greatgeekrefuge.com. Check us out. we got articles. we got podcasts. Uh, all sorts of great content. Uh, we're going to have all sorts of new stuff coming out, too, because we got new people. We actually are going to have... I don't want to talk over this because the song is so good. <laughs> <laughs> we got Steve Monick coming down. He's visiting the D.C. area. He'll be here not next week but the week that weekend yeah he'll be here this upcoming weekend uh well not the couple days from now but the following weekend um we're gonna go see um dream theater uh but he's gonna get to meet mc brooks he's gonna get to meet ulysses campbell he's gonna get to meet uh james rambo hopefully uh we'll see if he can meet some of our other broadcasters too so we can all actually see each other face to face for the first time in a long time it'll be good times i'm looking forward to it but we got lots of great stuff coming up for you guys so MC, before we go ahead and close out this episode, was there anything that you got going on? Any uh, Anything you need to tell the folks? Uh, oh, well, if you haven't already gone to listen to it, uh, my review for Shazam is up, and the movie does come out tomorrow. Um, but if you want to hear what I thought about the movie before you decide to go see it for yourself, and I did keep my review spoiler-free, then go check out the most recent episode of The Overflow before this one. And uh, listen to what I had to say about the movie. Well, there you go. All right, guys, for MC Brooks, my name is Mike Lunsford, and this has been Mike on the Mic and The Overflow with MC Brooks. Lights will guide you home and ignite your bones, and I will try. This has been Pirate Radio Network Production Juice Bags. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, boy!